0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas LeHuang, and you're listening to the TL Podcast, where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. How are you guys going? Fantastic. Good to see you. All right, well, listen, uh, no cheating this week. I, uh, I don't think that we're going to even compete in the wine this week. Just, um, just to be nice to, to Chris. Uh, he lost his dad at the beginning of the week. And the funeral happened about uh, three hours ago. So there's no competition. However, I, um, his dad always wanted a, a, wedding, a, a funeral where no one's a, a around and no one's to be sad but that he he wanted people to have a glass of wine a red uh, a glass of red wine and um to remember him by now I haven't met him but an, it's unbelievable how much seb looks like his grandfather it's spitting image right yeah really and so for today I've gone red i don't know about you what did you go okay i
1: have got a californian chardonnay
0: oh yeah 20 yeah oh, we've had it many 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 times the, what year is that one
1: 2019.
0: Oh, it's nice. amazing isn't it they say they say that the uh, they said the uh, there's no way you could make good wines in uh, california and now uh, they have one of the best chardonnays isn't
1: it yeah we've had quite a few that have been that have been brilliant and i know even their just, red
0: even their red's crazy
1: shout out to veronique because that's her favorite she's the one who introduced it to us yeah uh, Seeing we're not competing this week, we actually get to drink something we enjoy rather than something that uh, is forced upon you, so well Yeah, so,
0: so this week there won't be any cheating, uh, no, no apparent bullying, apparently there's, there was bullying, so there's none of that either, and uh, no need to lie. So wine yeah. and wisdom can go back it's to just wine boring, and wisdom right? rather than the rest, yes? it be pretty boring this week then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, mate? What have you got?
2: i decided to bring a red today too after the funeral so i've got a pinot noir it's a molly's cradle um pinot noir from tumbarumba new south wales
1: i feel like we've had that one on too and it's delicious
2: have you
1: i feel like we have might have
2: been before my time
1: i brought one on No, i feel like you were there it's nice sir well done
0: and maybe it was you who brought that bottle too
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i brought that yeah I, i brought that
0: I got a best cap south two thousand eighteen. Normally, Great Western. When we look at the name, you're going, "Oh, cheap stuff." But I tell you bloody good bottle. All right. And so Audi. I know we've had it before. Sorry. Got it from Audi. No, 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 no. Um, and again, I was hoping that it was all going to be on Vivino because I it's called four point one. But I I knew. Uh, I knew now to watch for our wines and see like who's voted for the wine before, and um, I didn't see your name appear.
1: So, I'm interested actually because there's no competition and normally the budget's under fifty. Who got anywhere close to fifty dollars this week?
0: (laughs) I got two for thirty-five, baby. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Do
0: you know the? Meg, Meg actually nicely asked, oh, hold on, maybe we shouldn't compete anymore because I, apparently she was a bit embarrassed by, by your show last week, Paul's show. <laughs> uh, and, and I said, no, the, the, the choice of a good bottle of wine is, is about preparation. It's a bit like the soldiers who needs to be in, in impeccable uh, uniform because w- the way you dress reflects the way you think. And, and i think that putting the effort into picking the right wine or the best wine you can pick mind you based on what vivino tells us because that's the judge well that, that it's like our preparation for good wine and wisdom and people said why do you mix wine and wisdom because a lot of people can be wise wise when they sober we like to know that in vino veritas meaning the more you drink the more the truth will emerge therefore if you can still control yourself and say something that is that makes sense uh, <laughs> i think then you, I I can. you're probably inspired
1: <laughs> they also I, say you can tell a lot by someone uh, with how they react when they lose mate And uh, we, we learned a lot last week so.
0: no no i i, I love losing but I I I I hate drug cheat, and and last week <laughs> felt like drug cheat. Okay. Anyway, to to Nick Binola, who wanted all of us to have a glass of red. To Nick. So you know who didn't attend the funeral.
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> all right. So what's what's happening this week? What's happening this week? Well, what's happening this week is probably you to start Meg? Oh
2: god um are we gonna launch into our topics or if we just
0: no we're gonna we, we, we're gonna do whatever we want to do uh, wine and wisdom is all about going wherever we want to go mm-hmm. so let let me no. start it for you let me start it for you Afghan Afghanistan what's going on
2: oh. Horrible. Wow.
1: horrible I was going to, I wanted to actually talk about it last week, but things went a little bit sideways and now it's mainstream news. So I feel like I've missed the boat, but um isn't that crazy. I, I, the bits that everyone can see are, are pretty obvious for everyone. I mean, Afghanistan's crumbled again. The bits that people don't see is it was always going to happen. And that's a bit I wanted to dig into at some point is what we think about the whole thing. I mean, those guys, the Taliban's never been beaten never lost a war, and yet we went in there and chose to stay there for 20 years. I think something I want to touch on, if you're okay with it, TL, is its similarities to what happened with Vietnam and Saigon back in...
0: Yeah, I was going to go there anyway, so you might as well just start. So
1: how I'm more interested in how you feel when you see those pictures of the guys hanging off planes and you know, people have been putting up side-by-side yeah. by side, side by side photos of the people hanging off the helicopter in Saigon in 1975 and now we're yeah. back to the same spot in 2021. So, um, so, and, and something else that clicked to me, I'll, I'll throw it all out and then you can go through answering is I remember last year on the podcast, you were very, very, uh, adamant about Australia not being America's puppet and, and over different things. It wasn't about the war. It was over. I think we're talking about China and different bits and pieces and, I probably didn't fully grasp at the time where that part of you might have been coming from and it wasn't until i realized when i saw the side-by-side photos of saigon and, and afghanistan it actually clicked to me that that might be a big part of your philosophy on the whole thing so rather than give my opinions i don't I actually wanted to question you more mate about your feelings watching what's going
0: on well i uh, i was very angry because obviously i i uh, my parents came back for my uncle's funeral and he had passed on because of a uh, a terrorist attack in in saigon in 1975 and we were meant to be there just for a few weeks before we traveled back overseas and um dad just fled at the right time because he he was warned but mom sort of said no it's it's my brother's funeral here I need to stay here with the family so she wanted to stay one more day and um, that night when he fled it was the night when the Americans left mate I still remember now so all night all I could hear was helicopter helicopters one after another just flying over over the house and 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 I didn't understand what they were doing and I only understood the next day what really happened because when I ran into the street the next day as a kid all I could see was streets filled with ammunition, army gear, guns. I mean, so you had kids who killed themselves because they thought they were toys so to they play with, and uh, mainly because the Viet Cong sort of made sure that everyone understood they were going to go through uh, uh, all these houses one by one, and if they found anything that remotely uh, shows that you were an, a, a U.S. supporter, you'd be shut down, and 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 i I think I look at some of these things now. Do you know we, we're talking about them as being barbaric and and I sometimes think, what is barbaric? the beast who would just hurt people and kill people, or the person who release and unleash the beast? Do you know that. I, I listened to what Joe Biden said the other day, and I don't know. The, the guy's got—I've got no more respect for the guy because you can't make claims the way you make, and, and and say that you you care about people. You 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 can blame Donald Trump for making the agreement last year, and 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 you can blame the Afghan president. But really, you're now the president. You can make the decision to overturn every single one of those bad decisions. And I, I think it, it, it's very poor form. These people are in big trouble. You, you you, think about this, you know, you all have children. Imagine now that we have those children and we have daughters. And by, by the time they're about 10 or 11, our entire country is overturned. And now we're going back sharia law we're now going back to people marrying uh, young girls because they can and if you don't want to uh, then shoot you. imagine that mm. you can't i don't
2: can think you? i've ever seen i don't think i've ever felt the way i felt by looking at one photo that i felt when i looked at that picture of that airplane yeah like yeah it was something else
1: we've Seen. i mean we've seen people well, we saw it in the Twin Towers, but we see it all the time. People jumping from burning buildings rather to, yeah, you know, rather kill themselves than get burned alive, and to see people hanging off that plane and falling to their death because they'd rather take their chances hanging onto a jet than than face what was coming. Is, you don't really need to second guess what's going to go on in that country when you see oh, stuff yeah. like well,
0: that. And yeah, I don't think I don't think we need to really dwell on that because really who who are we to know the truth right there's probably a lot of things happening behind and but, and who are we to claim that we know but the one thing that i like to know is that we we are business leaders we we run shows and i i, I kind of it kind of gave me a bit of a, that kind of metaphors about all of these business owners who, who got forced into lockdown or had to adopt some kind of uh, level of restriction and because that happened, they just flick their salespeople out of their business. They just flick their per- personnel as if they they as if they were the Afghan people. You, you, I look at that and I see all of these leaders who, in the good times, well, you know, that's fantastic. Uh, the uh, I'm looking after all of my team and, and I'm I'm caring, but as soon as there's a hard time, that's what they do. They just take off on the plane. They just go home, and actually. You, you you think about this they they say well the how could you even say this i mean i'm, I'm angry about that you know how could you even say that we thought it how can i expect our uh, soldiers to die if the afghan are not going to defend themselves mate i remember my uncles telling me back in those days in 75 thomas we couldn't even defend ourselves because the minute the americans started to go home there was no more ammunition <laughs> they, they, they they took away all, all of their gears and to make sure that the gears was not going to end in in anyone's hands, well, they made sure that there's um uh, that that all the top uh, stuff were being destroyed. I'm sure these guys had the same thing happening to them.
1: Yeah, well, and- I think depending on what you read, I mean the, the papers are saying that the Taliban's taking all the stuff that was left behind. So apparently there was plenty of it, but they were never going to. I read I read a couple articles. One that was I'd, sort of from an element I'd never looked at, an angle I'd never looked at it before the, we went we went in there and tried to destroy the people who have nowhere else to go, the Taliban are Afghanis that's their country, that's where they live, so short of killing every last one of them, they were always going to be there, I never really thought of it like that, where were we trying to push these people off to and of course as soon as they could, they were going to come back because it's their country Um and then, you know, I read last night and probably have to take half of it with a grain of salt because it was written by Mike Pence, who was Donald Trump's deputy president, but Trump had agreed a peace deal uh, to go with the withdrawal of the tu- troops and it, it had the Northern Alliance having part of the, uh, the Taliban having part of the country and the new Afghan state having part of the country and... um the US slowly withdrawing their troops. And, and what's happened is Biden kept the troops in there for four months longer than was initially agreed. And that's when the Taliban started to attack because America actually stayed longer than they said. Mm. So to then pull everyone out of the country at a moment's notice, as Paul, I was talking to... So what are the ramifications of it, right? So you've had... Does this help the world or hinder the world? We've had the reason we went in there is because of the September eleven attacks. It wasn't the Afghanis who attacked us, it was Al Qaeda who most of them were Saudis. We've gone in there, we've we've destroyed a country, but in the name of liberating them, and then we've left them all to die. Have we potentially created more terrorists in the world or less? Have we got now got another country who are dead against the Western civilization? All we've all we've done and, and could you blame them? Imagine if it was our country. If someone had come in, done that to us, and then run off, are we are we helping in the future, or are we doing everything we can to destroy them? So it has wide wide ranging effects, and I'd, I'm too young to know the ramifications immediately following Vietnam. But um,
0: but we don't have to go far, Cam. Okay? I'm, I'm just thinking. I mean, uh, unless you want to say something, Meg, because I I don't feel I want to. Okay. When they announce this lockdown, can I just ask? The, let, let's imagine the lockdown was announced by someone like biden right uh, in this case gladys what has she done to look after the people who've lost their business
1: think-
0: what has she done to look after the people who've lost their job whose whose business was going fine they were starting to get back on their feet from things what has been done it's not about the lockdown it's about the anger that's been created from the lack of doing the right thing after you make a decision like a lockdown And that is the same thing as saying to troops that have been working around you, making a life, there's a full, an entire generation of 20 years who's been, who's grown up around you and who's helped you. And now you just say that I'm sorry, we don't have room for you on the plane.
1: (laughs) Not only that, I mean, if you want to parallel it to the lockdown, we went there for 20 years to fight a war we were never going to win. We're in a lockdown now, now that's stretched eight weeks and the numbers are getting worse, not smaller. We're yeah. fighting a, a war the wrong way against something we're not going to beat and the ramifications are, are going to be dire. God knows how many businesses are already gone and I'm, I'm glad to see I've stopped now because it was putting too much toxic air around me, but I'm glad to see social media now, more people starting to realise that people locking us down are the only ones that aren't taking a pay cut in all of this. And um, the long-term effects, I don't think they've they have considered because we're on, we're on an absolute hiding to nothing. And people are saying too, oh, look, the thing that has come up this week is, oh, you think we've got it bad in a lockdown? Well, what about these poor Afghanis? Yeah, I get it. And Kabul and everything that's going on in Afghanistan is horrible. doesn't mean you can't have concerns for your own well-being or what's going on in your own immediate sphere to say that forget about what the government's doing to us because something's going wrong in another country is rubbish and very short-sighted and I get you know Gladys would be glad if we all pay attention to what's going on in Afghanistan rather than what's going on on our own doorstep but that's irresponsible as well so yeah um, I, w- I won't go as strong as I did last week on those people but they need to have a look They need to stop uh, the, the
0: the your welcome
1: people well, your um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, welcomes, welcomes are now saying we haven't got it that bad because look at Af- Afghanistan. Well, you know, let's look at all the people that are going out of business and had their whole livelihoods taken away from them and tell them that their life ain't so bad.
0: Um, no, but but here, here is where we need to go further, right? So right now, because the world is, is angry and so every country is now starting to fly planes in to get some of some more people out right this do you know we still have soldiers people who are actually stuck over there right but did we know did we tell the world that there was a very big jail where people from isis and people terrorists were being kept and when the american left they they just released those guys what if those guys now step on some of these planes and start to come out here? Yeah. Did we look at that? So I think, I think there is a huge parallel between what Biden's done and how some of the decisions been made lately. And and so I don't agree. I don't condone with what these guys are doing, protesting and all that stuff. This the look at how a virus starts and how it's working, and then you can make up your own mind. You know, but you can't make decisions that is just looking at one thing I was I was telling a friend not so long ago we we, we all tell everybody you know we need to um, uh, we need to treat life like something precious and there's so much money there's so much thought being spent on just around death and avoidance of death so much so that the celebration of life is gone. So what are we talking about?
1: Yeah, we're in a struggle to survive instead of fighting to live, you know. It's, uh... Make it
0: too sad.
2: What do you reckon the future looks like then? Because, like, obviously we know where we're at now, but where do you think we're headed for the rest of this year and where do you think we go after after that?
1: I'm really worried, man, because I... They've dug a hole. The government's dug a big hole. They've locked us down because of cases. They keep saying cases, cases. They keep saying if you get vaccinated, you'll get out. But we know that getting vaccinated isn't going to stop the cases. America's 59% fully vaccinated last week, and I know it's a bigger population, so we have to scale it down to match us. But at 59%, the entire population vaccinated, they had 775,000 new cases last week. So, you know, chuck our population into that and the same percentages, we're going to get to 70 or 80% and still have potentially thousands and thousands of cases. And because they've said we're locked down because of cases, they're either going to have to completely backflip, which I think they should and let us out, or stay the course. And if they stay the course, lockdown is the way to go. I think we're in a. I'm. I'm scared. I'm actually worried about what the future holds. Yeah,
0: yeah. I. I think that there's not one solution. I. I think that there is merit to lockdown because when you look at viruses, unless unless we really slow this down, we're gonna have way, way many more variants. This is how a virus works. But it's going
1: and, up exponentially, TL. We've been in lockdown for eight weeks, and the numbers haven't. No, I don't think more. we've been in
0: lockdown, man I don't think we've been locked down. I had to go for uh, to the doctor the other day, and I had to get some fuel in the car and i couldn't help myself because you know obviously you, you you have to ask questions and so i asked the uh the uh the guy in the petrol station the the attendant i said to him so business was gone down and he said oh yeah probably about 50 percent." so i'm thinking to myself so there's another 50 percent of people on the road right i don't think we're having lockdown. But
1: we're never not going to have the point is we're never not going to have COVID by the looks of it apparently
2: no, not now not it now looks
1: like we're always going to have it so the lockdown isn't the answer because the lockdown is just destroying us economically and trying to fight something that's going to be here anyway
0: yeah but here's to answer your, your question here i think i i separated the um the my thoughts about what's going to happen in the future in, in a few categories so let's the first thing i thought of is about our kids the schooling that they have I think they are going to be plunged into more virtual schooling I think they're going to have many of them are going to grow with a lack of connection they're already lacking connection they're already on there's those little things and using you know their whatever fingers and then and, and, and they're going to lack even more I, I think that they are probably going to develop some sense of uh, lack of empathy I I know for the moment from someone who works uh, with the police um, as a volunteer there is a rise in domestic violence but not between husband and wife it is actually children towards against their parents Mm. it's children who are now locked in small place and where mom and dad used to say to them shut up and they would go to school and take it on somebody else in order to unleash themselves now they can't. They stuck.
2: They're so the, no. Sorry? They're sick of being told no.
0: So now the shut up actually is a boomerang. It comes back. It's huge now. Apparently, the that the the number of calls that they have from parents who can't handle their kids anymore. Because, but you have to understand the kids. They have no let out. No, there's no way for them to let off their steam. So I think that that's gonna really impact on them I think that we are for the moment for the sake of what they're doing right now trying to get to zero which is impossible
1: not gonna happen Mike.
0: they are destroying our kids and not only are they destroy our kids they destroy our kids against us because in 20 years this kind of behavior is gonna stay like, so the right. virus will be gone yeah. but the way we treat our kids the way we talk, we tell them of the way that we having that conversation it's going to have a payback.
1: It's not going to. You can't undo it. That's the thing. It, it, we know that the ex, all the experiences we have form who we're going to be later on in life, and what our kids are experiencing now is going to. That's forever. That's long lasting.
0: On the positive, I have to say, I, I have to, I, I have to say, I'm, um, I'm bonding a lot with them, especially with our two elders, mainly because they're at home rather than having to spend all their weekend and their money into making sure it, making sure that bungalow aid's making money.
1: Fighting over the rain. But like this
0: weekend, like this week I bought I bought a few gears. They don't know it, but I bought stuff because this weekend on Sunday, we're having the Olympics at, at um, in Glenory. So we're having the Glenory Olympics in, in our backyard. And I bought a few toys and, and a few things where the kids are going to be in teams and they're gonna have the Olympics, you know? And, and, and I think, as a parent you also had to sit down and go okay there's so many things i can't do what can i do Read really to bond because i have to create outlets it's it's one thing to say gladys is this what am i doing to have that outlet
1: that's now though right so we, we i don't know if i'm starting to feel a pinch what are we eight weeks in and i i don't think we're getting out before christmas um but so if we don't in? get out for a year? Yeah, that's the thing. You know? well, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. You've got to be solutions focused, but the damage is going to be multiplied by how long that we're in, regardless of how solutions focused you are. There's a re- reason that prisoners go mental, mate, when
0: they're locked in. So the- my other prediction, so I, I looked at the kids and schooling and then I looked at work, uh, Megan. And, and for me, I think work, we're going to go down to something like businesses are really going to have to look at ways of making people work at the workplace for no more than three days a week. Businesses is going to have to really understand that people want the freedom. It's not just about the work. They, they. I think that people are going to start seeing that the meaning to their life is more important than the hours at work. If anything, the and that's probably a positive that... Uh, the, this restrictions done is that people are starting to now, through the imposition of being at home they starting to realize that hold on maybe I I need to also stop blaming I I got to see my kids when I couldn't before I think you know
2: for a long time we you know people whinge that they don't have enough time for things and now we've got all the time in the world and we're whinging that we you know don't know what to do with it or. or or how to react and um very
1: restricted in what we can do though megsy on that point sorry to cut you off like it's all right whinging that you don't have enough time for things but then when all you've got time for is living inside your own four walls that's not it's not a trade-off like i understand
2: it's it's difficult it's like not taking anything away from the fact that it's hard but the other side to it is that our kids are watching us, they're watching how we're reacting, they're watching, you know, you know, we're going to get angry at times, we're going to get frustrated, we're going to do things that we shouldn't, Um, we're going to have to apologize for things that we've done during this time, because we're frustrated, as are they, they're frustrated, and they don't, depending on their age, no matter what their age, they, they don't always know how to handle it, we don't always know how to handle it. But they're watching us and they're learning from us. And you're 100% right that in the future, there will be ramifications that come from it because of what what we've done, either knowing lo- knowingly or unknowingly during this time. But I think it's about being more on the positive side than the opposite. If we start blaming or if we start, you know, um, chucking tantrums about what we can or can't do in front of them, we're only going to get the exact same back from them um, and, uh, you know, amplify it because that's what happens with kids. You give it to them and you get it back kind of tenfold in yeah. return. Okay. Yeah, the, the,
0: the good thing is a lot of people are thinking that I'm going to be uh, cutting, what is it, Crystal says, Crystal says, who can cut the most Lantana Olympics? I will think, <laughs> That's probably going to happen. But you know the one thing about the Olympics in Glenory? I get to tell the kids off because I'm going to be the umpire. I'm, I'm not and, I was going to
1: say, get ready for participation, Ruben. Mate, yeah, no, no.
0: It. There's no, there's no participation. Even though my wife says, you know, I'm too nice. But uh, anyway, you know, we we have to have fun. And and this is the thing that I'm, I'm I, if if people are listening to this, I mean, the, the ones who've got too much time on their hands and they can only say, listen to this to entertain themselves. Really, what have you done lately, to entertain your children? That's a question you have to ask. What what are the things that you are coming out because. If at night, every night you're sitting down and all you can do is, I ah, have a look at this here and the number of days and the complaint and all that. Do you know what? Are, what are you what you're going to be bringing up? Do you know what you're going to get out of these kids in the future? And I don't think that they need that. They need to really find a way to do with what they have. We put them to bed so we can watch Survivor. Do you know Simon got voted
1: off the other week with two immunity idols? The dickhead. Uh-huh. Two immunity idols. He didn't use any of them. Who's that? I can't wait till I get on Survivor. Wiseberry represent. I think it's important. I mean, as parents, obviously, there's nothing more important than our kids. But we translate everything we've just said translate to work as well. The things that we do now in front of our staff are going to long last a lot long into after lockdown. Yeah. And so we have to be careful about how we're acting now because people don't forget. And then the flips the other parties we. Where, how are we creating the fun or the variety for our staff now? Because we, we've always said we, we need to treat our staff like our children. Um, and they're no different. They're locked inside the same four walls, talking to the same four people every day, day in, day out. How are you going? Good. Good. How are you? It's getting really hard to talk. Um, and that's the important thing for as leaders, we got to remember. It's not. You don't get to click your fingers after lockdown's over and we all go back to normal and go, okay, just forget everything that's happened over the last six months. I'm a good bloke again. Like you you don't get to do, you don't get a reset. It's
2: it's just even the connection side. Like we were talking before about um, empathy and stuff in kids, but in ourselves as well. Like I know this week in particular, I've sort of really missed that human interaction factor of being able to just, when you see someone, go give them a hug or, even just, you know, seeing your family and you give them hugs and you you interact with them when you see them. And it probably hasn't hit me until this week that we're just not getting that at the moment. Um, One of the girls popped into the office today and she's mainly been working from home and she's just bought a new place. So she settled on it yesterday and we are all excited when she came in and everyone was like, you know (laughs) (laughs) You You don't know what to do. (laughs) And even she said, like, Andrea's like, I want to, like, can't hug you and we're all like i know like and it was, just a, it was a really weird thing for when you're so used to being able to interact that way and i know it's been it's you know we've been in this situation before where we sort of have felt awkward about interacting and then we got somewhat of our our normality back and then now we're back here but it yeah that all that. ends
1: in that all ends in the debacle that was uh the awards night at kickstart mate <laughs> when you haven't seen people for a while <laughs> That's what happens there. Yeah. There was no worries about the hugs that night, especially with certain teddy bears. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that
2: teddy bear had a great time. I'm <laughs> interested, though.
1: Uh, it's, it's just occurred to me that we're talking about the development of kids, but we're all at different stages. I mean, Thomas is 74. I'm nearly 40, and Megs is 21. So, um, <laughs> I wonder.
0: If, uh, hey, Megs, you prefer me. You obviously, know that. that's the point. You need to understand.
1: Obviously, hopefully, our brains are a bit more developed, but there's going to be effect on the adult population as well. You know, teenagers are going to have flow-on effects. Young adults who were meant to be entering their careers are going to have young. Like we've we've had a staff member who started her real estate career in a lockdown. Yep.
2: it's
1: going to have developmental effects. The whole way up the food chain, or across the food chain, whichever way you want to look at it. So yeah, um,
0: I I think the businesses are going to be um, fractured. The small businesses are going to be fractured. Uh, the big businesses can can still stay the same, but the, the, I think the small businesses are going to be fractured. Uh, I I see already at school the um, they encouraging uh, our daughters who are just thirteen to start their own business because you can, you know. I was thinking about this the other day and I thought, okay, that's a business I'm going to have to talk to my business partner. Because through Zoom, Cam, okay, nothing is stopping us from to, to, from selling in in, in Queenstown. Ah. Nothing is stopping us from selling a house in California. And our skill is really transportable through this kind of thing. So mm. I, I think that work going to have to really recreate themselves and understand that the way that we work does not have to be really our little area anymore. And, and the workers also are going to realize that, hold on, if, if I have some of the tools around me, I don't really have to really be in the workforce, in the workplace. I can just do a lot of things from home. I can go to work, like I think Monica here is t- talking about, I love going to work still. Yes, because we are, oh, we are, now we into connections. We are into connection we want to connect. But you know that, we, we've had our people going in, in, into the office for one day, and make, it was like that. <laughs> the best thing that happened to them, right? Because they want to take a talk to someone now.
1: Mate, I can't stand people and I enjoy going into the office now. So something no no, no,
0: no, no, <laughs> no. With you it's different. People can't stand you. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to be very careful. There's bullying happening. Oh, I, okay. I, I get that. I I, I get right that. A, right yeah.
2: Like anything though, you can look you can look at the challenges in it and it probably it is the biggest challenge that most of us have ever seen and probably will ever see so you can look at the challenging side or you can look at the opportunities that come with it and at the moment there's it's just a combination of both you're going to bounce between it being challenging and you're going to bounce between the good things that can come out of it like when would you ever decide to have a family olympics you wouldn't because you just wouldn't you you wouldn't have had the time or or thought to do it before because now we're being forced to think of things differently to utilise our time because otherwise you're just going to do the same thing day in, day out, and it's going to get very, very boring.
1: They couldn't do it outside of lockdown because they would have had to invite me and they'd know that I'd sweep all the medals. So...
2: That's why it's only come up during
0: himself. lockdown.
1: That's why it's only come up during lockdown because they know the big dog can't compete.
0: So. And I hope that Crystal is watching. You see, Crystal, that's, when he says things like this, we have to correct him. That's not bullying him. That's correcting him. That's not putting him down. That's trying to elevate him oh, up to our level. So you I'm have salty. to understand that. Anyway, I hope she's not watching. Someone's still salty, <laughs> aren't they? Um, hey, listen. 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 I, I, I have to say we we talking about a lot of this stuff, but it feels to me now, being at almost 700 people on new case a day. The guys that are saying it's not a problem, going to have to start shutting up, right? There's because it's a bigger picture than that. Do you know now hospitals start to get hit? And do you know when hospitals get hit, it means there's surgery that can't happen anymore. They've already stopped some of the most uh, what is it some some of those delayed kind of surgery so you, right
1: So you can't have your butt lift mate so what <laughs> but there's more important things in the world
0: you listen your hair wh- i i'm re- i'm ready to have a bet for all of our audience <laughs> to watch if you have a bigger butt than me you shout us a car and if i do have a bigger one than you then i buy you whatever you want on the planet
1: oh that's a bet Crystal will be listening. I ain't got no ass. So we'll take that bet. We'll take that bet. Anything we want. I ain't got
0: What a liar! What a liar! What a
2: liar! I ain't got no ass. No More ass than class. What
0: man. a liar! But <laughs> you are bad. Hi, Thomas. Hi, how are you doing, Jeff? Very well, Thomas. you we are yes, not sir. going to mention your family name, but I know, Jeff, that you are. You work um you actually you know a lot of things around ventilators correct yeah
3: there's a lot of things a lot of things i know in life
0: yes okay so 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 for the uh the people who are against the your welcome banners and and so forth what what can you tell us about the state of ventilators for the moment or the state of hospital if you can help
3: well, I notice that all of you are drinking wine.
0: Yes, but, are you? And
3: there's an older. Well, no, I've got a glass of water. I was just outside, but you know that expression that you hear: um, the half, the glass is half full, yeah, or half empty. And um, I think that we've got to have a little bit more positivity associated with where we are now.
0: Okay,
1: I agree. And, um, no th- lockdown. We should all get COVID. We're good.
3: Well, see, the interesting thing about lockdown, and um, I had a I had a discussion with a few people, and you know, I, I made the same comment. Lockdown's not really working because you know we've got six hundred plus cases again, and X, X Y, Z. But
1: you when you start to put in it in perspective,
3: I'm lucky to live in the Hills District, and um, and my neighbouring Hawkesbury and so forth, and my uh, rest of my family is down at the Northern Beaches. Did you know we've actually got no COVID cases in this area? Why are you? Well, so, uh, why, you and, and,
0: and why is that, Jeff? You reckon?
3: Number one, lockdown. Because we are compliant with lockdown, oh. and that's also the other interesting factor that um, I've seen just recently too. That sixty-nine percent of Hills and Hawkesbury people actually had first dose in comparison to about thirty-five um in the southwest region is
1: that right. because the hill that's is quite history.
3: dramatically different is so i different? think i think lockdown is really working now obviously we have a different sort of demographic you know uh, we live on seven eight hundred meters block some people live on acreage yeah. so i think that you know we're not in the medium density like south west um uh, sydney yeah. and you know other regions i think looking at the medium density down there, they've got bigger problems, and they've also got, you know, um, extended family that are very close. Yeah. yeah. So maybe their family next door, maybe their uh, extended family even next door to that. And no, so but it, it, that's I,
1: what think,
3: I Jeff, think part of the Jeff, problem it's is the
0: it's the ethnic issue. You know, like you know, guys like me, Vietnamese, uh, born. You have to see your parents, you have to see your uncle unless you visit them and you, 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 can't, you can't have a drink with them over Zoom. That's, so that's the issue. So they go and visit yep. and you know what they're thinking? Well, you know, if everybody else actually respect the rules, I mean, who cares if I'm the only one who's breaking it? And that's, that's, a, that's a
3: comment that's actually coming out from the young people um, in these regions. The unfortunate thing with the Delta, it's really actually affecting the young people.
1: So maybe you know, they should have um, sent maybe they well, should have sent less the cases
3: are young people now
1: maybe they should have sent less vaccinations to the hills district where you don't need it to the areas that are struggling and they keep running out jeff maybe that's why we got the well you
3: know, unfortunately of that age group that
1: i've had
3: astrazeneca
0: so jeff i was i was i started to a conversation by saying you know a little bit about ventilators yeah. What what can yeah, you tell but, us uh, about the issue? Why why is it that they are going through the lockdown? You reckon why why do they put lockdown on? Um, and, and what is it the government knows about lockdown and 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 the issues of people who are going to get this trend up?
3: Well, you know, um, is lockdown there an actually, like actually, it's shut
0: it's up, Cameron.
3: Sorry, lockdown actually promotes. Um, reducing cross-contamination. That's a simple thing. If you're not talking to the next-door neighbour, you obviously are not going to contaminate. This is a respiratory illness. And, you know, we get it by droplet infections and we get it by sneezing and coughing and not washing our hands and so forth. Um, And, you know, we touch the banners and we touch things in the supermarkets and this is how it's actually being um, transmitted across. So, you know, if we can actually improve upon that. But the poor people in the hospitals, um, the, you know, there's, I, I think I think I read that there's about 5,800 people that have been affected by this. And I think 700 people uh, have been hospitalized. And uh, our current rates now, 75 people are in um, ICU. Yep. And 25... 25 of those require ventilation now the people in icu the 75 yeah. they actually require a lot of um sophisticated observations you know monitors blood pressure machines heart rate things
1: yeah
3: but they they're, they're actually having difficulty breathing and that's why they're there
0: yeah
3: when they when they can't breathe from themselves that's uh-huh. when they have to go on one of these ventilators
0: yeah
3: <laughs> and um the, the um that's when they become very very sick their lungs actually start collapsing they fall up with junk and become infected and then the lungs don't move very well right and that's why they require this ventilation support but um one of the one of the big issues well um and you you mentioned on the podcast um before that you know you can't get your bum um lift well that's true um, because most of the elective surgery in the public hospitals have been cancelled, um, so you know, so you have to go bum lift. You have to go to the private facilities. Uh, so, so I'm not sure if that's going to help you at all.
1: Hey, so, Jeff, just let me ask. So, what happens when someone? So prior to COVID, everyone, a lot of people were dying from the flu. I'm sure some of them went through ICU. What? What, what happened to their bodies and how many monitors did they need when they were in dying of the flu?
3: Well, that's interesting, Cam, because, you know, there was a, there was a significant um, um, estimation of people with influenza um, two years ago. And I, can't, I don't know off the top of my head how many people were dying from it. There's a lot. But, yeah, there was a lot. Um, but what, what the strategy is now... And it's been said by you know the um, chief Head, chief medical officer Kerry Chan. What she wants to do is get us down to a closer number. To I, I think they've now agreed that they will never get to naught again, but they want to get it closer down. This this 80 percent what they're talking about in the report. If we can get to seventy or eighty percent. What that actually means is that the likelihood of people requiring hospitalisation and dying will be very low in comparison to now, but it would be more comparable to influenza. So if we can get to that 70, 80% vaccination rate, you'll actually see a lot less of the um, people requiring hospitalisation and intensive care. We've yeah. got
1: seventy-five people in the entire country in ICU. Seventy-five. How many ICU? That's in New South Wales. Yeah, How many?
0: New South Wales. That's in New South Wales, by the way. Well, no one but, else uh, no, 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 but but to Camp, uh, New South Wales is the country, Jeff. Hey, yeah, yeah. my country. The rest the rest is a different continent.
2: Yeah, but what camps trying to <laughs> do
0: is that is <laughs> that's very
2: true. This it's is the what's, what's called federation. federation. When you look at the population is what you're getting at, Camp.
1: That's exactly what I'm getting at. How many are, how many people are in ICU from other illnesses?
3: Well, I don't know that statistic. No,
1: but, I bet uh, you it's more than
0: 75. I, I,
3: I, IC- I know that the intensive care is starting to get very full now. How many ICU got it,
0: there? Is it already full could, now, Jeff?
3: A lot of them are, yes. And, you know, um, a lot of the hospitals are actually extending out into other areas. Um, I just, you know, this was actually... A, a comment from Royal Prince Alfred Hospital that I watched on TV so it's not anything that I'm disclosing here they're opening up more wards wow so they have, more they cater for more covid
0: so it means that they are going to be restricting on different operations like people who may have uh something that's going to affect the the quality of life well the operation can have to wait
3: yeah, and that's why the government wants Another to reduce the amount of the elective surgery yep. in the public hospitals
0: Yeah,
3: um, and push the elective surgery to the private hospitals. So they're actually sending some of the public patients to the private facilities so that they can actually get their hernia repairs or whatever they need. Hmm. But um, comments comments that a lot of people aren't going to their doctor for routine checkups they aren't going for their mammograms. They aren't going for their prostate examinations. Yeah. So a lot of people are too afraid to go to the doctor or don't want to bother them because they think that they're busy.
1: Yes. According mm-hmm. to a so, kind of figure, which is where I get all my most solid information, nah. they're shutting breast screening places in Western Sydney because of the lockdown. So People can't go and get their breast checked. Um, because of the lockdown. How many more breast cancer cases are there than COVID cases?
3: Oh, well, I, you know, I, I, I know about COVID, but I don't know about breast cancer or mammograms and all that sort of thing. I'm just actually articulating things that I've spoken to various clinicians about.
0: Jeff, I'm going to ask you something here. <laughs> I, I've heard from someone who uh, has got uh, apparently very good information that... <clears throat> We are expecting the highest number of deaths by around February. Why, why would they say something like this?
3: Uh, I wouldn't know. Okay. I, I, I think I, I couldn't give you that answer. I think if we, you so know, it's the federal government, the going? state government's actually talking 80% by mid-November. Yeah, but Jeff, it's unlikely
0: it's, they're going to get their 70 or 80 by November. You know that you got, you got guys like idiot uh, Cameron who's going to say, you, you should not do it. <clears throat> and, and he's not the only one. He's not the only one. There's, there's three of us here. Two of us are saying, listen, sometimes in life you have to do things you're not happy with. But freedom comes with a, a degree of responsibility. We live in a community and as a community sometimes, do you know, <clears throat> when soldiers go to war and they know that chance are they're going to die. But they do that to save a country. Now, what we're going through here now, there is, there is this kind of need for the moment. That, you know, I am my own free man. I, I can I can make my own decision. And it just really boils down to really selfishness. But if we were four and Chris is not around, I would say that Cam would be in a camp of 50-50. So I, there's good chance for me to say, Jeff, that the country is 50-50 about all of this. There's no way you're going to get to 80%. And then when you get to 80%, you've got the Israeli now saying it, and Dr. Fauci from the U.S. saying it now already, that two shots not good enough, you're going to have to have a booster.
3: Well, we have a booster for, for influenza every year. Um, the kids have boosters every few years after they're initially born. Boosters no are a norm. It's not like it's abnormal. It's, a, it's like it's a normal thing to have.
1: No you have tetanus
3: and you fall on a nail, you mm-hmm. need a tetanus vaccination.
1: Right. You oh, know, so boosters sure. are,
3: are normal, you know, that's a, just yeah. a normal course of immunization. What are you One saying, Gabe? The other interesting so, thing I've seen, yeah. which was coming out from the UK. Now, what they did is that they had their open day and their freedom day, which was a few weeks ago. And this is really quite unique. Some people sort of thought it was immoral what they're doing. Um, But they actually have a very high percentage of vaccinations. They have 80-plus percentage of vaccinations. Now, they're still spiking huge amounts of COVID cases per day. So the COVID cases are really almost the same as what it was during the second wave. This is their third wave now. But what's fascinating with the UK is that they've only got 50 to 60 deaths per day, which is like... 10 percent of what was during the second wave when there was no vaccinations right this was really pronounced Hmm. so they're actually minimizing their hospitalizations they're actually minimizing the um mortality as well Hmm. they're doing a good job plus they've opened up their economy they can go on holidays spain france all these beautiful places yeah um that's why we need this we need to we're going to have COVID for the rest of our lives we'll never get rid of COVID. we're going to have you know we've had delta we're going to have gamma
0: we're going to have lambda
1: lambda lambda is immune to the uh vaccinations they're finding jeff i've got a couple of points so one is you use the booster for the flu vaccine no one's coming out at 11 o'clock every morning for a month and said don't take the flu flu vaccine if you're under sixty. It's not safe. And then come out a month later and said, "Oh no, we now it's completely safe." That's one and two. Because oh, they've done a- research, mate. Oh, of course they said- I have. Yeah, yeah, it's safe now. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, they've done research. <laughs> I'm mate. very sorry, Jeff. You,
0: you are talking to the uh, the guy. Listen, we in in every kind of show we have this. We have we have people who are a bit like Megan and I. Oh, Megan is a bit more serious than me then we have a guy for sensation you know the hollywood guy and, oh, and so that, that is that is our actor cam he's mm-hmm. our sensation guy actually as a matter of fact hey cam aren't you going to the protest on sunday
1: no i'm not i organized it mate but i send the people in i stand back on the general <laughs> <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> what is the it, only uh, research, only, the, the, it,
0: only
1: research it? the only research they've done is the head the heads of AstraZeneca have rang up and said, if you keep saying a drug's not safe, we're going to stop paying you you're under the table. That's what the research has been done. But the other thing is people keep thinking, keep going along this line of, if you want to be able to move around freely, you need to get vaccinated. To me, having to show on my phone that I've been vaccinated every single place I ever go for the rest of my life is not moving around freely. It's moving where we let you go and they tell us you can go. So the whole concept is flawed. I'm not saying the vaccine works or doesn't work. I'm not saying get
0: it It of The the failure of this generation is not about the vaccine, Jeff. The failure of generation is that back in the days of Cameron's watching television, Dora should have just spoken a little bit less about the, uh, you get a medal no matter what. It should have really taught him about, what is it? Um. Hola. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just do the right thing. You know ma- I, I think I'm it would have ma- ma- much better. Ma- hey, I'm I got ma- a message from Chris. Chris said he's gonna get a, a first job uh, in in September. Chris, well, Chris today is your dad's day, ever day ever. man. We we feel so privileged that you you took the time to listen to us, man.
1: And and I, I like just to wanna
0: say, I I I'm sad for you. Uh, Megan and I we cried for you. We, we, we don't know your dad, but for you, we were there because at the end of the day, every one of our mates losing their father is like us losing a part of ourselves. Ken couldn't give a shit, went to a listing anyway. So I'm very, very sorry about Cam. I'm sorry. That's about bullying again. I'm not going to say it again. I take it back, Chris. Anyway, Jeff, where were you at, man?
3: No, look, I'm... Um, I, I, look... You know, I think Cam needs to fill his glass up, so it's going to be um, more than half full.
1: It's half full, baby. It's half
3: full. Then he'll be a lot happier in life. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's got to look Uh, out for the people. This is what what the good thing about a democracy is. We don't all all have a thousand... Free speech could discuss these things. Yeah. I, th- I think democracy, democracy
0: is very good because thanks to the guys like Cam it makes me feel more intelligent than I normally is. And, <laughs> <laughs> and
1: <laughs> Democracy works so well for the people of Afghanistan. It lasted three months. Well done. Do
0: you know I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not really that kind of a, a svelte guy that you've seen like two weeks ago in on the Olympics. But when I anywhere I go, when I'm next to Cam, people think I'm so thin and so healthy and so fit. That's why I keep on having Cam around me as a mate, because with mate like his, I feel so much better.
3: You gotta think of any way that will make you feel better.
0: <laughs> Sorry,
1: that was. You know bullshit. what I like about you, Jeff? Nothing. you can tell me.
0: Yeah, nothing. <laughs> hey, Jeff as as you mate, i really love your contribution man thanks i for i coming know over. that i know what you do and i know you know a lot all right so bit by bit i'm <laughs> going to get a little bit of information out of you one of these days we're going to talk about ventilators jeff but thank you so much for today
3: all right you take care and um, all the best
0: and love you podcast. Lo- open you, a jeff. bottle and start having a glass with us i love you jeff thank
2: you thanks much. Jeff
0: well we still love the guy and listen this i know the guy you guys don't know the guy right so he is the nicest guy you ever met um you'll ever meet i, I he is so i i i give you a bit of the inside story about the guy right so i mean he, he'd hate me saying this but this you, you imagine you imagine someone who um goes through life and it's not COVID, it's not, not that shit. But at one stage, they 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 have to say goodbye to the love of their life, and then after that, just focus 100% on on their children. I mean, it's it's self-sacrifice. It's man, it's just amazing stuff. So so when he speak, I know he's not joking. He he really says what he really feels. You know. We, we we don't know all that stuff, and and I, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm just imagining. I I understand how viruses work. A lot of these guys, <laughs> before they really take me, us on. I mean, I, I have no problem if anyone who is anti, you're welcome, comes up and take us on. But if they understood how viruses works, how cell works, how how why the first the first wave um uh, is different to this wave why astrazeneca is is about using the shell of the viruses where pfizer and moderna is using the mrn technology which is a new technology all, all of this stuff once they can discuss about this stuff then can they can give me advice about some of the stuff right what i i know and and i can say in the layman's term the virus has got a fight against human beings it's about a arm wrestling either the virus will win or we will win and that's how it works with the virus. It, it doesn't understand anything else it wants it won't say things like oh do you know it seems like they're about to find me out then I'm gonna go into hiding until uh, they relax and I gonna come back The virus is all about can I get faster and stronger it's like an arms race it's like China versus US Can I get stronger and faster than them if not, then I'm dead. That's how it works. So what we're doing for the moment with a lot of our things is we are facilitating its work. That's all.
1: I don't know anything about shells or proteins and I mustn't be intelligent enough to have this conversation with you, but isn't the reason we have variants because the virus just keeps mutating to outdo what we're doing for it? Yeah. So isn't the... uh, all got to be a peace between all of us where we can all just live together think, think, about, this. think, think, about, this, think
2: about this think about
0: this think about this think about this think about this the virus is is just no 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 the, you're absolutely right the virus looking for ways to become stronger correct yes what if we stop moving well some the of virus, us
1: a long time ago. so
0: no 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 so listen the virus hits me if I'm weak, it kills me, but I'm, I'm not moving. I'm, therefore, I'm not giving it to somebody else, right? So if I'm not strong, I'll, I'll die. If I'm strong, well, I'll survive it. But no one is moving, then the virus is dead. Oh, so
1: let me pose this question to you. Maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't go down this track. You and I own a business together.
0: Do we? Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> so they lock us down properly because apparently yep. we're not locked down properly. Tomorrow, probably going to have to be locked down for at least a month. Yeah, properly, where we can't leave our home.
0: What do we do? We'll become politicians because apparently our income still uh, rise by about fifteen percent over the next eighteen months.
1: What do we? You know that that's the thing. It's all right saying all this shit, and people who are comfortable in their jobs and comfortable in their income are the only ones saying this stuff, right?
0: You, You know, no, no, no. It's not. What do we do? I think it's not a matter of income. All of us are talking shit for the moment. Until one of our loved one dies, you'll see how we change our tune. Yeah. When when one of our children dies because of COVID, you will see our tune change, because the virus is getting stronger. It's now starting to hit younger people. The next variant is gonna hit younger. When some of us are going to start losing five-year-old, ten-year-old, fifteen-year-old. You will see how fast we'll change our tune. That's when we will lock down. Now, do you know? I, I was I was doing a bit of studies on the uh, Spanish flu. Do you know the Spanish flu a hundred years ago? Did you know that people was that were, were walking around with masks because That's of worked the well right? right. Did you know? We
1: should try. You know, a hundred like hundred so. years
0: ago, there was no there was not many there, there was no planes. Therefore, once a virus hit you there. It, Unless it starts reaching the fish, it wouldn't go any further. Now we've got planes, we've got all this stuff, but now we also have technology to trace things so we we can catch things before it happens.
1: So let me ask you this then, and I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth, but not that long ago you were calling, if people wanted to do something about it, to march on Canberra. When this first happened the first time, we were very vocal about how bad lockdown was and how wrong the government had got it, you included. Absolutely. Right. Because You're allowed to change your opinion, you're 100% allowed to change your opinion. There's no issues with that whatsoever, but I want to know what's changed.
0: No, no, it's not what changed, Is I don't believe that lockdown is the only solution. I, 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 I think that we're going back to what we spoke about at the beginning before you come out with lockdown before you come out with the idea of pulling out all of these soldiers out of afghanistan what's going to happen to the rest of the population what's going to happen to people and for the moment we didn't look after people mate right now we're giving we're giving money just like the last way we're giving money to the idiot who's making 200 bucks because he's a bum and watching netflix all day right he he gets six seven hundred the guy who's got a mortgage who worked his bum off and no fault of his own he now still has to pay for it he still gets 600 right now we're paying the guy who's got two thousand dollar commitment every second week 600 and the guy who's living home with mom and dad 600 he drinks a little bit more anyway i think it's wrong what what you need to do is to sit down and devise a thing we now one year after the first wave. I still can't believe that there's no mask that changes color that goes from green to red if I have COVID when I'm walking around town. What if, what if the government sat down and said, you know what? Uh, okay, we're going to increase your pay, politician, by about 15% over the next 18 months. But you go to work. Stop staying home and play Netflix or whatever. And go to work. And start spreading away and start showing people, and go back into those factory and start working on devising a mask that will change color from the breath this time, because you've got COVID. Awesome. I, 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 we need to have a solution that encompasses the whole, not just the the thing. So so lockdown works, but it's not the entire solution. We're creating so many things, mate. I'm I'm very I'm very fortunate. I have kids that are so forgiving even though they know that that is an idiot they are so forgiving when they when they see me doing idiot stuff my kids they love it they say oh well that's that and, and i translate and i go they they say You're You're an idiot. Idiot, but we love you we forgive you i get it but what if people don't have that yeah so
1: you know the funny thing is and we're actually on the same page. I think most of my angst and most of my anger and most of my rejection about what's going on is the people who are getting left behind. If, if not moving around and not giving everyone the virus was a way to get rid of the virus, but everyone was being compensated to a point where they weren't thinking about throwing themselves off a bridge, you wouldn't have the two different sides of the fence. You wouldn't have the anger that you've got about the lockdown all my angst about the lockdown is we are killing way more people by being locked down because people are going from $2,000 a week to $750 a week and can't survive and can't pay their mortgages. Then if compensation was commensurate with what they were doing prior to lockdown. And so in that way, I don't think we're that different, mate. I I just, I'm expressing it in a different way. Um, (laughs)
2: You are different. Do you think think that they, it's the decisions that they've made that are wrong or do you think it's how they've communicated the decisions that they're making that's wrong?
1: No, the decision, well, both. The decisions are wrong because if we go back to the very first lockdown, they shut down the hospitality industry before they shut down people getting off a cruise ship, right? Wrong. They've locked down all these businesses and all these people without having an adequate compensation plan in place to keep them afloat and to keep some self worth amongst those people and some self esteem. Yeah. Wrong. Right.
0: I think to answer your question, Meg, what they're not doing is wrong They what they still applying the rules of COVID-1 to COVID-2 and we know in business the name of the game is evolve faster than your competition can catch up and what they should have done is whatever we set up which is covid zero in the first wave can no longer be the target of the second wave because there is COVID fatigue there is also that thing we just read the book on rule number two of jordan peterson where people going well you know it's gonna be all right we did all right after wave one so we're gonna be fine after wave two so they should have taken that and so what happened is that the variable have changed the factors might be the same it's same it's a virus attacking people but the variable the circumstances have changed they should have changed the formula
1: strategy's got to match the circumstances yeah they've tried to do a one one size fits all yeah and i spoke to someone today who still who talk who lives their sister lives in queensland and was talking about how much they love comrade up there my best mate comrade palisher um and she was saying how wrong it was and whatever and i said i guarantee you she doesn't live in the Sundays or any of the tourist destinations or doesn't have a tourist business up there that's been completely destroyed western australia that Premier is still on the news saying we're going for COVID zero and nothing else is acceptable, but he's also putting his hand out for more of the GST from the federal government, why he's saying that, to keep his state afloat. The messaging on all of it, and I talked about it before with the vaccine, it's safe one minute, not safe for next, safe again. The messaging on all of it is wrong. So to your question, are they are they not communicating it properly? No, they're not, but they're... What they're not communicating properly is the wrong plan to begin with, so you can't help. I'm an easy target and and I've got a loud mouth, so it's easy for me, everyone, to say, oh, you know, that's just Cam being silly. I'm not being silly, mate, until they look after everybody who's really suffering, really suffering. That's the only time lockdown's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, but the problem is, is that, you know, the, we, we are not in a war against a virus, Cam. Okay? We, we're in a war uh, against social media. That's the only problem. Is social media is giving a voice to everyone. And everyone thinks that because I have a voice, I must be right. I, I, I have discussion with people sometimes about this subject. And I say to them, all right, let's, be, let's, let's make a premise before we, we start the conversation. You tell me how a virus evolved. And, and, and the difference, what's the difference between variant 1 and variant Delta now? And if they can't tell me then i know that you don't understand because when you understand it you know what's coming up in the future just as much as you and i all of the three of us we are parents so we know what our children are going to go through we know before they are married they're going to go through stage where at some stage you're going to spit at us because at some stage the testosterone and the oestrogen is going to go about uh, about three and a half foot from the ground. And that's, that's, that's where the brain's going to be. And whatever we're going to try and, 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 and explain to them is going to happen. Right? So we know that. But so, so why can we guide them? Because we know that. And why can we guide them? Because we've been there. So I think that anyone, before they really get this kind of thing, go through, sit down, and look at what a virus does. What is its game plan? Then you tell me. Yeah. Don't tell me because you have a need for truth and everyone is about I am my own person, I want to make my own decision. It's okay to make your own decision. But remember this the person who makes their own decision has got a responsibility. That their decision has got a target. Is the target about safeguarding your business? Because then it's not a a, a decision that looks after the community is is your target about like saving lives well maybe it is about the community is your target about the fact that you've lost something now you're gonna have to stuff it up for everybody everybody else then it's not a right target
1: we're not again the danger is that one we're we're not in a war against the virus the danger is we'd be we enter a war against each other
0: yeah and the,
1: the danger for the government is we enter a war against them which is starting to happen Right. When we get to 70 or 80, if they don't let us out of lockdown, we, we better arm up because they've been preaching this for, for so long. I'm very careful. For all my ranting and raving, anyone can go back and play. I don't make any medical claims and I don't claim anything about whether the virus works or doesn't work. My whole thing has been about You're the well- lack of trust from the messaging from the government and my worry about the people making decisions for us aren't suffering the same circumstances as the people who have to bear the results of their decision. And the problem is we've been split into vaxxers or anti-vaxxers, right? I'm not anti-vax. I'm not. It's just no-one's been able to explain to me how one plus one equals two with it because one plus one doesn't equal us getting out.
0: But Ken, Ken, right now if you show people who are anti-vaxxer one plus one equals two they still won't believe you no, mate. that's the
1: thing that's the biggest danger mate the biggest danger is a war against ourselves we've been turned on each other we're dobbing each other in
0: so here it is we're gonna we're going we're coming to the end of our live facebook and my mate he's good at one thing he's good at adlin so you've got one minute bro i need you best one minute of rating. Come
1: on, three, two, one, go. All you idiots out there that are on vax versus anti-vax, you need to stop and end up somewhere in the middle where both sides can be a little bit right and we work towards a common solution. If you're one of the dickheads who rings up and dobs on your neighbour because there is a slight chance that their mother paid them a visit or they've got too many children in their house, pull your head in. We can't turn into a society that dobs on each other. That's what the police are for. All the government wants is us to turn on each other so they don't have to do their frigging job. We all need to wake up to the fact that the only people who aren't losing out of all of this are the politicians who still get their full wage, who don't live in suburban communities where they can't go and visit their parents, and apparently can jump on a plane to Tokyo because the Olympics is on. That is the real issue that's facing us. That is what we need to all worry about. Travelling around with a vaccine passport that you have to prove every shop you frigging walk into is not walking (laughs) around freely. You're not going to be free by doing it. Vaccines (laughs) and doing what the government says is not going to get us out of the hole we're in. Stop it.
0: I love it. This is the one-minute segment of Cameron. Meg, you want to close this show?
2: a lot of fun today actually on our show, I must say. started well and went well the whole time. Cam got his say. We all got our say. Everyone's smiling.
0: No cheating. That's because there was no cheating. (laughs) Chris, we
1: love you, man. It's been a hard day for you and a hard week. Mate, we, we, we don't underestimate it. We love you, brother.
0: I'm drinking to Nick.
1: To Nick. Peace out.